Welcome to Sparks of History. Joining us today is Vigeta Unial, Distinguished Senior Fellow at the Gatestone Institute International Policy Council and founder of Indians for Israel. Mr. Unial, in the words of the Jerusalem Post, is widely considered one of the leading experts on Israel-India relations. Thank you very much, Mr. Unial, for being with us today. We appreciate it. Thank you, Ali, for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm just going to throw out a few questions and we'll take it from there. Um, Perfect. Great. First of all, what is Indians for Israel? And what is the current state of India-Israel relations? And how has it played out since the brutal massacre of October 7th? There's a, there's a lot of questions there, so let me just unpack it. Uh, Indians for Israel is, is an initiative. Uh, it's a social media initiative. It's a social initiative. Uh, I started around 2012, before 2012. Uh, around that time, the idea developed. So uh, that was a time when there was a Gaza conflict, and I, I moved. I had moved recently to Germany, and I, on the streets, noticed anti-Semitism rampant, especially among the immigrant community. And being an immigrant myself, I thought something needs to be done about it. And I started organizing first on uh, blog posts and that sort of thing. It used to be WordPress before, so that's an older version. And then uh, somehow I realized that many people in my community also wanted uh, to share and they wanted a platform. So we went into social media, Twitter, Facebook, and that's how we started organizing people in our community uh, especially in journalism, media, uh, social life, political life, religious life. So we started bringing people together and uh, did some projects together. We had some uh, uh, initiatives. We even organized a rally, pro-Israel rally in Calcutta. So uh, we uh, went from social media to social aspects. It's a kind of a platform we give to people uh, in our community, in Indian diaspora and Indians back home to come together in solidarity with Israel. So that's, uh, that's an initiative. We try to bring people from all walks of life, political, religious beliefs. So we are open for everyone, as long as they agree and you know they are, we have a common understanding around fighting, combating anti-Semitism and common issues of India-Israel uh, relationships. So that is uh, Indians for Israel. And uh, the current state of India, uh, Indian-Israel relationship uh, well, there's one is a political aspect, uh, the diplomatic aspect of it, that's the government's job. But as far as the uh, public is concerned, uh, ever since this, uh, this October 7 uh, massacre took place, the attacks and the, uh, the crimes that we learned about, I think there was genuine response from Indian community throughout, uh, be it in uh, uh, diaspora or at home, on social media, and even on the streets, Indians came out, uh, particularly from the Hindu community, but also from other communities, came out in support of Israel. And uh, I think uh, there was a, a great understanding, even among Jewish friends, who also were uh, knew that we are in solidarity with them. So, so that way, I think uh, Indian community stood with Israel. The second aspect is a government diplomatic aspect. There are many things which which uh, one could desire should have been done. But that is the part of our uh, initiative to um, speak to our uh, uh, 
government, our elected representatives, our community leaders to take a stand. That's our job. So uh, that's uh, two aspects of it. So that's more or less, I've, I think I covered more your three uh, questions. But and we can go into- how, how, how did you come to this? What, what is your background? How did you come to- uh... Uh, I, I, I took a long uh, route. I, I am a student of German history. I studied German studies in uh, India in a Nehru University that was around 96 to 2000. And I understood, I, as a student of German history, uh, for the first time, I was confronted with the, uh, with the Holocaust. I, at a school, we didn't have it. So even in our history lesson, we didn't learn anything about it. It's just the Second World War, didn't, we didn't cover uh, that aspect at all. And it was in our college that I got confronted. It was like a shock to me. And uh, that changed my whole trajectory. Going from my research topic, I did my master's uh, uh, paper on that. And I also started my AMPHIL, which is the first step to PhD in India on similar topics. So that, that changed the whole trajectory of my understanding of Germany because of the Holocaust. It reshaped all my thinking. And after that, I jo joined German uh, Goethe Institute. It's a German cultural center all over uh, the world. So in Calcutta, I became head of the library there. So it has always been my endeavor to highlight and uh, question the history. And uh, since 2010, I'm in Germany, 2019, I'm a German citizen. So I feel a certain amount of responsibility for the past. So that is my aspect of it. And especially when I came to Germany, I saw young men, uh, migrant men, uh, on the street calling for uh, destruction of Israel and particularly killing of Jews, which I never thought was possible in German streets. And I saw everybody in my, my community was uh, in German, uh, majority community was silent looking the other side. So I think that that, that is unacceptable. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, so I thought uh, as an immigrant, you need to take a stand and say this is wrong as an immigrant. So that's how the journey started. And uh, I'm not a kind of guy who can take up uh, um, people on the streets. So only thing I can do is write. So I, st I started writing a diary, which became an online diary. And from there, uh, I picked up writing. So the analyst part of me, the journalist part of me, columnist part of me developed later on because I thought the need to speak. I, didn't, I don't have a talent, especially of writing or something, but it was a necessity which was... Uh, Put on me, I said, if anything, anybody else is not going to do, I'll have to do it. So that how, that's how it developed. So uh, that's... And, and, and as you're now uh, in, in, in Germany, uh, what, what's your take on, on um, how the European Union has handled the situation, including the, the rise of, of anti-Semitism? And you, of course, mentioned Germany. What's your sense of, of what's happening uh, on the streets in Germany regarding, obviously, Israel, but also uh, anti-Semitism? Well, as you see, we haven't learned much. Uh, when I was started in 2012, uh, we saw the beginnings of that. And now we are seeing the full-blown how anti-Semitism looks like, especially in German streets. But, but you can look in UK, France, anywhere in Europe, Spain, you have uh, the same situation. And uh, uh, it would be disheartening if, if I was not focusing on my community, which is, which is uh, going against the trend. But as a, as a, as a, a German citizen, as an uh, immigrant, uh, the situation is as it is. And uh, 
there are two aspects to question. Let me go first uh, to the, the the EU and the German government position. I think Israel uh, uh, sh uh, should deserves and should have all the friends it can get. So if if German president and government has made those kind of statement statements, I think that's a good thing, uh, and it should be encouraged if EU, EU uh, president has taken a position commendable. That's uh, that is uh, something to be. Uh, well, um, appreciate it. Um, but, and the second thing is what is going on in the streets. But I mean, I would like to judge people on the basis of the results and the fruits of their work. And European leaders have spoken very nicely, uh, eloquently, and taken a moral position, commendable indeed. But if you see, they have not uh, done anything to stop what's happening on the streets. Uh, for me, it's a simple example. I'll give you a simple example. I went to a pro-Israel demonstration near Man City. I went to a next town. I live in a smaller one. So so I I wore a kippah for starting of the meeting before I dressed up and uh, you know, I, 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 before I went out of the house. So I, I showed my wife. I said, how does it look? So she's German. The first reaction was, don't get beaten up. So uh, for me, that is, I, I thought that's the first thing that came to my mind. And, and I think that she's right. And that's the first thing. If if you go in the streets, that's the first thing that happens to you in European states today. And I cannot wear it. I, I love wearing it. <laughs> Even if, if I'm a Hindu, I, I, I think uh, uh, it suits me. <laughs> so, uh, but I cannot wear it here. And uh, this is the reality. Jews cannot walk freely in German streets. You cannot be Jewish and openly Jewish. Uh, Jewish uh, homes are being vandalized. Uh, Jewish synagogues are protected by police. Any synagogue. You have a police presence there. So this is not normal. I mean, it should, they should be open to all. And, you know, it's, it should have been a place of meeting. Uh, but but these have been fortified because the situation we are in today. And, and, and to not to do anything about it is the most troubling part of me, regardless of what the sound bites have been produced or the optics have been given. So that is the, the more troubling part for me. And it's not getting better from 2012 when I started to now. It's it's becoming worse each day. And sadly to say it's an immigrant problem to some degree, but not only, not the whole, not the whole, but still, I mean, as an immigrant, I feel responsible. How big is the Indian... Um, diaspora community in Germany and in Europe. What what numbers are we talking about? Um, I mean, I didn't because it it has in, uh, increased in recent years. I, I was I, I can't give you the actual numbers. I have to I have to consult. But the German community in in, uh, in Indian community in Germany has been a, we have a small presence. But my main focus is with English speaking community. That sets I think three million in UK. You have two million or three million. Uh, in U.S. and you have all in the English-speaking world, there's a greater presence because of the historical uh, aspects of it. In Germany, it has increased recently, especially in professional uh, positions, in in media, in in IT, in engineering. I meet all always new uh, Indians, so it's, it has grown. The presence, our presence, has grown in technical, uh, uh, but not in demographic sense. We are insign insignificant in Germany. So. Uh, but at least we have a, a we can take a symbolic stand. That's always there. It, it appears from here, from here in Israel, when, when we look at events, 
certainly in, in America, um, the college campuses and the universities have been centers of, of protests. Well, is that true in, in Germany and Europe, that it's, it's the college campuses that, that seem to be a, a focus of uh, anti-Israel protests? And, and why is that? Why, why college students? Is it just ignorance? Is it lack of education? What do you think is the root of that? that that's, that's a deep question, not to run back there. Uh, but on the uh, there are two kinds of anti-Semitism, especially in Europe or Germany, and identify. One is the street anti-Semitism you find among immigrant young men, who I think have not had the privilege or enjoyed the education. They are they are on the streets and they are newly migrated and they have a they have not been uh, socialized. So that is one imported aspect of it. That that's that's ugly you see on the streets. But not only that, there is an educated intellectual, uh, which is uh, from the left. Then there is a historic, which is on the right. And uh, these all aspects are there. And as far as university the, is concerned, um, there has been in European uh, left a tendency to, to uh, support the other side because that's... Uh, Cold War line they've taken and still continues, and uh, with uh, with uh, but the but in English speaking world that has been more of a woke movement which has been there which has been in terms of uh, a so called marginalized all the groups grouped together and in which uh, the the pro Hamas people have uh, infiltrated and uh, BDS people have infiltrated and you know projected themselves as you know we are also allies. And that that kind of that is a university uh, campus thing, but I can talk about things I know better because when I was in university in India, we didn't have anti-Semitism on the left in the traditional sense. When we were uh, and I was I am from I originally from the left, but uh, that's how I. But you know I, but now I'm older, so I. <laughs> but when I was young, I was on the left and. Uh, we saw Zionists as fellow uh, uh, because we said it's a it, the kind of the early Zionist view that, that that was our dream of you know equal society equal rights for women you know the, the freedom of ideas and that, that sort of these were our people so you know how can we side with those nationalists those extremists those uh, uh, you know uh, that was our position then. So anybody uh, talking about Zionism then would have been considered a crazy person. That, that's, that would have been our position. That was our position. In entire uh, college life, I just met one person who was, uh, I had a t-shirt on pro-Palestinian issue and I asked what, what this is and I didn't understand at the end why is it left. So, so we didn't understand then. But, but things have changed a lot. And many people who were left at that time, and I knew personally, are now in uh, those movements, BDS and then Palestinian Solidarity Movement and that sort of thing. Some of them even prominent. So left has been taken over also. And I could not stay left because when I started uh, writing about uh, anti-Semitism in Europe, I went to my old friends from the left because I'm a leftist. I, <laughs> I used to be a left. <laughs> now I... Now people see me differently, but you know, as a classical liberal, I went to my friends and said, you know, we have a problem here. And they were journalists then, you know, so I said, I, I would like to write for your newspaper as an Indian. 
They said, oh, no, no, even we don't know what to hear about. Then you'll be pro-Israel. But I was only writing about anti-Semitism. I was not writing about uh, state of Israel. But then that was a position. You'll be helping the other side. This this change in, in, in uh, say, 20 years I left university, the left has changed. It is metamorphosized. And uh, for me to speak against anti-Semitism, I had to be labeled as right, right. And I was out. I was, uh, I, I, what I always say, people say, why are you not left? I say, I, I was left, the left moved around and I was left alone. So uh, I just discovered when they, it came to issue. And then I, I, then I started writing wherever I get got a chance and I uh, found people who are like-minded and then uh, this is how we start the journey and conversation. So that is... That is and, and what what are the platforms that that you're working on now? What 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 are the more effective social media platforms that you find as you connect uh, to people and, and reach more people? Uh, I'm on social uh, Twitter and uh, uh, on Facebook, and uh, we had been in the beginning into uh, you know on we focus on hashtags. We focused on. Uh, uh, signature campaigns, but but uh, in, uh, in the uh, in the mean wheel, wheel time, we think it's more. My focus has moved to interacting with the media, people in the media and politics, and those sort of things. So we, I try to reach out through my work, through my network, to the people who are uh, uh, whom we can reach out in in a in a way that we can uh, have a bigger reach rather than just you know individually reaching somebody through a tweet or so. So uh, our engagement is with uh, uh, the community and people uh, who are what you say nowadays, you know, influencers or people in media. So to we, 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 I personally on, on my, uh, I try to interact with them and whosoever in our community have more reach, I try to reach them and then, you know, uh, help them to, uh, you know, understand the issues and have debates and that sort of thing. So, uh, I think the Twitter is always a good media for certain kind of uh, thing. It's a good media medium for us to reach uh, the journalists, the politicians, or that sort of uh, influencers in that sense. And Facebook is good for uh, you know community building sort of thing if you are reaching the people. So that that's that's our aspect. But now uh, we are re going into an audiovisual uh, 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 generation now people uh, I'm I think the last person who is reading and writing the people younger people are consuming information through TikToks and you know that's that sort of thing so uh, I'm too old for that sort of thing and I don't have the optics to you know attract uh, people through uh, you know my uh, personality so I'm still sticking to writing yeah. and uh, as one of my Jewish friends said, you know, I have a face for the radio, so that's that's uh, what I do best. So you know, let's stick to what you do. So that's my philosophy. After all these efforts, and as you as you look at where things are going, are you optimistic, pessimistic, or somewhere in between? Oh, where do we unpack this one? <laughs> Now the point is, uh, I when I began, I was a naive person, and you know, you go into Twitter debates and you think you can change people. You learn, you study, and you think you know some some fact is going to hit them, and you know you're going to win a debate. 
But uh, uh, I would say a realistic pessimist and optimist, optimist all in the same, because if I was pessimist, I wouldn't be getting up and doing the job. So that way I'm a optimist. The second thing is uh, optimist in terms of that I can uh, change the hearts and minds of people who are anti-Semites. And, and I have a particular definition of an anti-Semite. That is, you know, if, if, if somebody has built his personality around that, if somebody finds that his misery or misery of his society or people, of the, if they find Jews to be responsible or a particular imaginary Jew to be responsible, I cannot change it. So that is for God to change his heart and to him to have a, you know, conversion experience, you know, that I am not, uh, it is beyond my capacity. So I would speak to larger public. I was continue to continue to write and, you know, disseminate my ideas and uh, interact with people who are like-minded and people we can be over. But uh, I've given up to one aspect of, aspect of writing. You, after, you know, my point is after October 7th, you still have to convince somebody it is beyond my capacity. If you still have to tell them what decency is, some, something has gone wrong with them long before. Uh, it is beyond, uh, you know, political debate. That is a, a realm of spirituality and psychology. I, I beyond my... So I am a pessimist in terms of hardcore anti-Semites, people who who do it for uh, their uh, living in terms of, you know, their personalities build up around that. But I would, in my community, that is not the problem. So I would keep on speaking to Indians, young Indians. And, you know, we have our problems. We have our own deficits. We, I'm, I also talk about social issues we have. And I uh, am very, uh, I support our uh, relationship with Israel because I think we can learn from Israeli society uh, issues of our social and other issues that we can combat women rights and other things I think we can learn from Israel how a traditional society can be traditional and still be uh, forward looking so that is uh, I think my aspiration for my own community because I, my point is of why I stood up against anti-Semitism is not because of Israel or the Jewish people it is because of my own people, because I don't want this uh, poison, this toxicity to get into my community. As a student of German history, I know that this is not going to end well for anybody who is uh, harboring that thing of anti-Semitism, Jew hatred. So I don't want it in my community. That is, my engagement comes from my love for my own community, not for, you know, uh, waving the flag of Israel, because, you know, that is not, that is, I do it. And that has to be done at certain times. But my love is for my own community. That that's what uh, drives me. That what makes me get up and write and meet and talk. That's that's. Uh, okay. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it, and uh, you should continue this this incredible work. And you. Um, you know, it's 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 very much appreciated, and and um, um, you know. Heart goes out to, to, to your efforts and, and thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Thank you very much. It's, it's a pleasure and uh, we had a nice conversation. Certainly, anytime. Thank you very much. Thank you.